Boom, we're back. 124th edition of the Quarantine Cast. Uh, crazy, man. It's crazy. I think I'm going to take a little bit of a break over the holiday uh, the holiday season. Um, I'm actually not even going to be in my house. So I'll be taking a little bit of a break, but I'm really excited for the last two or three that I'm going to do uh, before the end of the year. Um, this one's really, really special. Um, I saw his post on Instagram and I felt the need to uh, to reach out to him, not only to talk about his post and, and his past and upbringing, but also about his fighting career. He's very, very successful. He's now seven and one as a professional. Um, and without further ado, I'm uh, really happy to have him on. Um, it's AJ Cunningham. Hey man, how's it going? How y'all doing? Not too bad. Uh, how are how are you doing throughout the pandemic and everything? Uh, the world's going nuts right now. I'm in Canada and everything's shut down here. So so what are things like there? I'm sorry, you're still kind of breaking up, man. What was that question? What are things like there with the pandemic and the uh, the sorts of regulations they have? The pandemic hasn't affected me too much as uh, as far as uh, training. I've always been able to find a way to train, whether I happen to drive to Memphis, drive to Fort Smith, or, you know, train at my gym. My gym shut down for a month or two, but uh, they opened up. We're full swing back, and, uh, yeah, I've, I've just been grinding it out ever since. The uh, pandemic is not going to get in my way of my dream. You've had, a, you've had a hell of a 2020, man. I mean, outside of the UFC, you've probably had one of the better – uh, years. Uh, I mean, you had you went three and zero since the pandemic, which is crazy. I think that's been what, six months, not even. Um, so, kind of go through the mentality of uh, staying busy and, and why you decided to do that. A lot of people took the foot off the pedal and decided to, to regroup mentally and take some time off. And you did the opposite. Yes, sir. Uh, this is my goal. This is my passion. Um, you know, a lot of people could call me selfish. A lot of people have called me selfish because of it. But I'm not going to let anything, any man, any woman, any pandemic get in my way of chasing this, you know, 10, 15 years down the road when my future kids or my family ask, well, what, what, what was you doing during the pandemic? I want to say I was chasing my dream and I was able to capitalize on my dream because I wasn't letting anything stop or scare me. And uh, these six months have been nothing but hard work and uh, a lot of lot of sacrifice. I mean, uh, so much sacrifice, <laughs> um, but it will all pay off in the end. And uh, it's starting to pay off now. We still have a lot more work to do. And uh, I'm excited for it, man. I really am. I, uh, I mean, the last fight that you had against Charles Bridges was very, very impressive. Um, and I thought it was your best performance of the year. Um, obviously, your one against Aaron was, uh, was very impressive as well. I just thought that because Charles has had a little bit more experience, I thought that looked very, very good. And it answered a lot of critics. Um, Man, so kind of go through that. How did, how good does it feel to, to get your hand raised with a finish uh, rather than a decision uh, like you did against Jewel Scott? As far as my, my last fight, um, yeah. we knew going into it, uh, dude was 5-2. and two. We knew going into it, the dude was 5-2. and two. He ain't fought in a minute. And uh, we knew he was going to be tough. Uh, but we had made the adjustments, opposite stances. I've been able to switch stances well, and we knew some keys if you watch the fight. Opposite stances, the body kick is usually open, which would eventually open up the head kick. We wanted to attack that a lot, and we had worked that uppercut that I had knocked him out in the second with a lot. Both of my striking coach, Bruce Whitehead and Matt Sellers, uh, we really, really drilled it a lot, and uh, it was flawless, really. Uh, props to the guy for taking so much damage 
I hit him with some of the hardest shots, some of the cleanest shots I've ever thrown in my career. Um, it was the first fight I've actually, as a professional, I haven't thrown a spinning elbow on. And that's just because of the opposite stance. You know, you got to win that lead outside foot battle. And uh, I was winning it so much, so it's really hard to keep your lead foot on the outside and land a solid spinning attack. So it was fun. When you throw something like that in a fight, is, is a lot of that just instinct or is it something you drill ahead of time? Like, uh, I feel like people who do like these spinning elbows and, and running off the cage, a lot of that is just impro improvisation. Is that what it is? Uh, it's, it's about, for me, 30% of the time, but I drill a lot of spinning elbows. We got this badass elbow I've yet to line in the fight uh, where I fake a takedown. It's the same uh, elbow Yarir Rodriguez knocked out the zombie with. In fact, yeah. we call it the zombie. You fake the takedown, and you throw that right elbow up at the chin as you uh, as you fake the takedown. And what happens is one of two things happens. That elbow touches them and sleeps them, or they cover up after the elbow, and then you re-enter on, the on, re on the second shot. But uh, it's something I drill a lot, and uh, I, I plan on being on ESPN Top 10 when it actually lands. Well, that for me is one of the best knockouts, if not the best knockout in UFC history. So, if that does, if you can manage to pull that off, man, uh, it'll be uh, it'll be in highlight reels for for many many years. I'm sorry, can you repeat that, my man? Yeah, it's like if you can land something like that. I mean, for me, that's one of the best knockouts in UFC history. So, if you can land that in a fight, it'll be in highlight reels for years to come. Um, where do I plan on being in a year? No, no, I'm just saying that, that if, you, if you can land that elbow, um, it'll be in highlight reels for many years. Man, uh, I'm just going to take everything slow. I'm going to see what happens uh, in the next few fights. We've had offers as far as like, you know, short, like short, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, damn, why did I go blank? Uh, short notice, uh, short answer calls, short notice calls. Um, the thing is, I've just seen so many fighters rush into the UFC and, uh, you know, not every opportunity is the right opportunity. And uh, I just really want to take my time and get seasoned in this with no wrestling background, no boxing background. The best way for me to do that is just take as many fights outside the UFC. So when I get in there, I'm not cut after two losses. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. so who knows when I enter, uh, it may be next year. It may be when I turn 28, you know, I just want to slow play it really. You uh, you mentioned a name a couple of weeks ago, if not last week. Um, what what was it about Cole Farrell that you thought was a, a good matchup? Yeah, so he's ten and zero. Uh, I've heard a lot of hype about him. It's no disrespect. He ended up blocking me on Facebook and Instagram after I, I politely called him out. I just said, "Hey, let's fight." You know, you're ten and zero. I'm seven and one. Uh, I think it's a good matchup for both of us. You know, he likes to put his face in people's crotch and lay on them. And uh, I like to I like to starch motherfuckers like I like to touch them and take their soul. And so <laughs> I just thought uh, it'd be a good matchup, be fun, you know. Uh, if I lose to him, I lost to ten and old guy. If he lost to me, he lost to one of the hottest prospects. So and it is, it's just a test, and uh, it's not going to happen, sadly. So I want to talk a bit about um, about your mentality because one of the things I noticed about you, um, not just now, but when I'm talking to you, whether it be through DMs or, or face to face. Is how is how nice you are, and and you know you've got this great great aura, great great attitude, but that wasn't always the case. Um, and I want to I want to dive into that a little bit because you did make a post that I think a lot of us fans really focused on, and and if we didn't relate to it, we we kind of felt uh, your pain. So I want to talk a little bit about how did you decide? You know what? I'm gonna 
put all of that behind me and, and make the right steps and going, uh, and I'm going to go do something, um, and become a professional athlete. I think it takes, it says a lot about your character, but how did you go about doing that? And, uh, what were some of the challenges you faced? Oh, so, uh, as you mentioned, you know, my story. And if you don't, uh, my father was like, like crazy. Like everyone says their dad, you know, well, some people say their dad's crazy or their dad's abusive. Like my, my biological father, not my father, uh, like had injected me with steroids at the age of six. Like we'd never got a bed. I was adopted at eight. So I lived through this through eight years, never had a bed, uh, was injected with testosterone and steroids. Cause like my, 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 my father was like, uh, all about having like true specimens, like true athletes, like killers, you know, and, uh, just would make us fight, you know, uh, come from that. There's a lot more to it. We won't go too much into that, but I never let it dictate who I am. So for every bad year I had in my childhood, I was blessed with adoption and great friends and a uh, great supporting cast after I was eight years old. And I feel like people dwell on the past too much. People dwell on negativity too much. And that was never going to be me. My, my mentality going into fighting was like uh, the few thing, good things that had came out of my rough childhood was the fact that I always wanted to like do something. Right? I always was like, eager to fucking like go out and make something of myself right um i don't know i don't know what it's really from i just knew that uh after i couldn't make college football i wanted to do something and fighting seemed like a great way to to really put my hands on people and be active you know i want to talk about maybe your uh, your first introduction to martial arts because i i mean i didn't have anything near that but i, I was an angry child i did have some so i was i was i was always mad and uh, how did you manage to drown out that rage that you had and turn it into positive? Because I could imagine you just wanting to go in there and just start hammering things and punching people right? in the so, face. So everyone thinks that, right? Everyone thinks that maybe I have rage in, or had some rage. But the truth was the rage kind of disappeared when uh, I was adopted around 9 or 10. My mom would beat my ass when I would get in fights with my brothers or go in fights at school. So, like, I had never had no street fight, nothing. Like, the first fight I ever had was my first amateur fight in 2015 as an O&O amateur. And uh, going into there, my first MMA experience was, fuck, man. It was awful, right? Like, you think you're this big, bad kid and you're tough. And just like everyone who ever – everyone thinks they can fight until they actually got to fight just like everyone thinks they're a good swimmer till they go against a good swimmer like there's so much behind it people don't understand the breathing the head movement the way you land your knuckles clear on the chin you never hit with the back two knuckles you always hit with the two front and it's just little things like that um yeah my first experience uh had very little rage and a whole lot of uh heavy breathing and uh uh good uh good uh placement i would say it showed me where i was at I want to, and I mean, your brothers are also very successful in their own right. One is a Marine and the other's a, a football player, right? Yeah. Um, he, had, he had played at A-State in Jonesboro for two years before he got married. Yes, sir. Wow. So it says a lot about, about the three of you. Um, and I, as someone who has two brothers myself, how, how important was it for, for you to have those two guys there and, and vice versa? How important was it for you to be there for them? Huge, man. Like, let me tell you something. I, I do. I care for people. Uh, I care for a lot of people. I care for my friends. I care for my family. But my brother's like, that's a whole different level. Like when you see your four-year-old brother bleeding out of his head and your biological father throwing him in there and telling himself to clean him up with a towel 
and when you see your other brother get punched in the back of the head and glass going all over his face and he has scars on his lips from it um when you sleep outside together on the cold arizona night like it's a bond like it's not this oh that's my best friend no, no it's a bond like i'd kill for them and i know they do the same for me and uh I, I, like I said, I'd heard I'd heard a lot of people for a lot of people, but I'd kill for my brothers, and, and they do the same for me. It's a it's an unexplainable bond. You either have it with someone or you don't. You know, and it mean, they mean the world to me. Yeah, I love that. Uh, I mean, as someone with two brothers myself, I I feel the exact same thing. And uh, man, it's it's great to see, and it's great to see you have that support system behind you. Um, I want to kind of close it off with this in terms of, of, of this, I guess, topic is if you could go back and give one message to, to your six-year-old self, what would that be? Bro, that this is just a step in life and that, uh, that you're going to accomplish a lot more than you will ever know. And uh, let's not focus so much on football. Let's get an MMA a little bit earlier. That's what <laughs> I tell myself. I love it, man. I, I love that. Um, so we have a massive fight coming up next month, and I couldn't go without asking a prediction. The return of the notorious Conor Gregor. Quite, quite the transition here, but um, what's your prediction for that fight? He's had some time off. Um, do you think he gets it done? Uh, man, I'm not – like it's going to sound like I'm a McGregor nut hugger. I'm not a McGregor nut hugger, but with Habib out of the, uh, out of the division, I just don't see a lot of opposition, right? Um Dustin's great. Dustin's going to always be a top two, three guy now, but he's at where he's at. You know, um, I think Dustin takes too much damage. I think that left hand, you can't stand in front of that left hand, no matter who you are. Habib didn't. Um, I think if anyone poses a challenge to McGregor at this point, it's going to be someone like Gaethje when Gaethje moves, right, in those vicious leg kicks. But even then, you're on one leg throwing those vicious leg kicks. It just takes one left. I think McGregor gets it done in, within three rounds, honestly. Yeah, it's 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 such an interesting fight because it is a rematch and they're both grown so much, right? Everyone's yes. like, well, Connor's already done, Connor's already beat him. And I'm like, yeah, it's a different Poirier, but different it's also different, different weight division. Yeah, it's a whole bunch of different factors. Yeah, it's a completely different fight. It's almost like they're two completely different fighters. Uh, and I love it. I love it. Um, you're right there as well. I mean, seven and one, you could be knocking on the doorstep of a UFC call or a Bellator call. What is the ultimate ultimate goal there is it to to raise raise awareness of what you went through is it to to reach the and become a champion what what is your ultimate goal and does it have to be ufc no see uh, that's a beautiful thing i want it to be ufc because the ufc has it's it has the best platform like uh like there's a couple things i want to do right um i could say fun, it could be funny and do this whole marketing thing well that really if I'm not doing fighting, I want to be a porn star and market my OnlyFans. That's kind of what I want to do. And, and truth be told, if I wasn't fighting, that's probably what I'd go for, honestly. But uh, I really want to uh, really help my community and help where I come from, help kids like me, right? Like, I remember the DHS lady telling my mom, like, when she adopted all four of us, like, oh, adopt these three. He's too far gone. He's too old. He's seen too much, you know. And, and uh, there's kids out there that has – that's been passed that label too. And it's fucking sad. So I would like to help with uh, foster kids uh, around this Batesville area. Um, as far as fighting, as far as that goal goes, I'll fight for anybody, UFC, Bellator, 1FC. It doesn't matter to me. I just want to be able to compete at the highest level. And I want to show people that uh, it doesn't matter where you come from. It matters where you end. And I plan on ending on a really good note. 
I, uh, I love that message. And uh, I'm sure you've thought about this and it may not be a question that anyone's asked you, but uh, I'm going to be brave enough to do it. If you had the, uh, the opportunity to speak to your father one last time, what would your message be to him? Uh, I wouldn't, I, I don't know if I have a message for that guy. You know, I don't, I, I don't hate him. Like, it's not like I hate him, but at the same time, like I'd probably punch him in his mouth. You know, <laughs> like it wouldn't be, I don't really have anything for him. No hate, no love, but, uh, I, I don't know. Maybe I'll fuck him up. I don't know. It's uh, I think it's kind of ironic and kind of beautiful that, that, you know, he, he was doing this. He wanted a purebred fighter. He wanted, and you went off and you were like, you know what? Screw that. I'm yeah. going to go and do it my own way. And uh, yeah. I think it says a lot about you and uh, and what you've been through, man. So really, really touching to, to even have the opportunity to speak to you. So I, I appreciate the time. Nah, man, anytime, man. It was a pleasure. I'm sorry it took so long to get good internet connection and shit. Been on the go, man. No, I, I understand completely. Um, is there anybody you want to thank? Any sponsors you want to uh, you want to thank? Or any uh, – there's your uh, – one second here. Boom, there's his uh, uh, all of his social media. But uh, is there anything you want to plug or anyone you want to thank? Uh, yes, of course. My main sponsor, someone that's been here for a minute, is Bad Boy Mowers. I work for him as a uh, purchasing agent or a buyer. Um, CNC with Johnny Klaus. I want to thank uh, ABC Bolt. Uh, I want to thank my local Walmart here in Batesville. They've been on there for a minute. Uh, my management, I got the best management in the world. Uh, first round management, Matt Weeble. Uh, he uh, also – manages my cousin Bryce Mitchell so uh yeah those those guys I really uh I really appreciate all them and all they do for me speaking of Bryce man what's your uh man he's 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 looking unbelievable and better and better by the minute um man what's it like uh working with a guy like that his mentality is just so different bro like nothing can break me like a fucking Bryce Mitchell wrestling clinic oh my god man like you stop one, it doesn't matter if you stop one or two. There's four, five, six more takedowns coming. And I, you want to talk about a mentality. That guy's got a different mentality, I'm telling you right now. Uh, he, he's a top five guy by the end of next year. He really is. Oh. Josunia, Arkansas, Cersei, Arkansas, it's crazy, man. Yeah, I mean, I one of the things I like about him so much, too, is it's like if he wants something, he's going to go get it, whether it's a win or camo shorts. It doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> and, uh, and I love that. I love that. And uh, man, thanks again for being so open. Thanks again for your time. And uh, we'll do this again um, shortly. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. You take it easy, okay? Yeah, you too, man. Stay safe. You too. Bye-bye. There we go. Um, that was AJ Cunningham. Uh, I've been a fan of his for, for quite some time. And uh, I mean, if you can't relate to that story, it, it's really, really hard. And and one of the, one of the things I like so much is not only that he's open about it, but how, uh, you know, he's kind of turned it into a positive, you know, and, and he didn't let it get to him. And he's really made something special uh, of his career, um, both him and his brothers. And if you haven't looked at looked at him, uh, looked at his stuff, look it up, go on his uh, Instagram. He's got he's got he goes into a bit more detail of what exactly happened. And uh, I mean, it's it's sad, but I mean, looking at him now and what he's been able to accomplish, given all that is is really inspirational. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm, I've, I'm happy I had the opportunity to speak to a guy like him. And, uh, man, I can't wait to see what the future holds for him. So that is AJ Cunningham. And if you haven't yet, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe to my channel. Also, be sure to fight or follow 
and go online and check out fighterpath.com. I've got all my stuff on there, interviews, articles, and I'm looking to do a whole lot more with it in the new year. Um, until next time, I'll see you guys later.